I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oh, live from New York. It's the show that has an excellent podcast promo read coming up in 85 minutes. It's First Things First on today's show. Byron Leftwich says people are throwing dirt on the Bucks. Why Nick still thinks the Bucks are super dangerous in the playoffs. Meanwhile, one NFL legend compared Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes. Why Nick Wright hates this. And spoiler alert, it was Steve Young. And finally, which panelist who is covered in fur and lives in a log, has the Packers on upset alert. Mm, stay tuned. In for Chris Broussard, it's Super Bowl winning coach Eric Mangini. I'm Kevin Wilde. Nick Wright, are you participating in upset alert? Are you bailing out after such a rough week? You literally went to our bosses yes. and demanded I be banned from upset alert. Literally happened Oh, Tuesday at 6 p.m. So I who's guess America will find out who's got the... <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, exactly right. Uh, but we start with some emotional news and some logistical news. We're going to start with the emotion. Uh, Bill's Twitter feed reporting that DeMar Hamlin FaceTimed into the team meeting today to talk to players and coaches, told them that he loved him. Deion Dawkins later said to see him smile and flex his biceps in the camera. It was everything. So great news coming out of Cincinnati and Buffalo. Nick, your reaction? It is unbelievable. It's great. I mean, this was the scariest thing the vast majority or all of us have ever seen on an NFL field. And that was Monday. And it's Friday. And he is, they, so they took him off the ventilator, which is why he could talk. We heard yesterday about how his first, he wrote, did we win the game? And I think we were all, you know, we, I, a lot of us didn't know exactly how to talk about this because we knew that on the field he had gotten CPR and he had made it to the hospital, but we didn't know what the next days and weeks and months were going to look like for him. And coach, it, I, I don't think it's, it's too early to say. It looks like we are trending towards the best case scenario. And I, the one thing that stuck with me was when we were talking about it on Tuesday and we talked about the CPR on the field and the defibrillation and the people who saved his life, those, me- those medical professionals and even the team uh, equipment manager that quickly got his face mask off. Helps, they all helped save his life. And I know this, a lot of people have said this recently on television. I'll add myself to, the, in, to the, that chorus. Those of us that don't know CPR, it was a good reminder of, hey, you can take a class and learn it. So if you're ever in a situation, but I just think it's so wonderful that this is where we're at right now. Yeah, it was it was incredible. That, that feeling of, of sadness that, that we all had as, as we watched from the field and then realizing how serious it was as they were administering CPR and, and being so thankful that those people were in place to do that and then checking every it seemed like every four or five minutes I would check to see if there was any updates and to hear he was he was responding then to hear that he had he had been able to reach out to his family and hold their hand and then write something and now for him to be able to communicate to the team it, it's amazing it's 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 bigger than than um, any sports story that that it's we remarkable. could ever cover and and really happy for for him and his family and excited to see him recover uh, and get back to life full speed yeah. and, and 
Yeah. yeah. Well, well said, everyone. Um, our thoughts are still with Damar as this uh, road to recovery continues. We're going to switch gears to the logistical news now. Uh, NFL owners this afternoon approved changes to the playoff schedule since Bills-Bengals game will not be rescheduled. Biggest news, AFC championship game will be at a neutral site if the top teams have played unequal games. So that means, depending on this week's outcome, we could see Bills-Chiefs neutral site or Bengals-Chiefs in a neutral site. Yeah, and listen... There was no perfect solution here. Mm -hmm. With all of the possible floated options, there was going to be a yeah, but attached to it. Because this was not only an unprecedented situation, but there was no easy fix to the logistical side of it, which is what we're talking about here. I, I've got to give the NFL credit. I personally believe they, they picked the best possible and fairest possible option. And I understand, if you're a Bills fan and you're like, man, we were going to win that game and we're going to beat the Patriots, we were going to host this. Oh, I get it. And if you're a Chiefs fan and you're like, oh, the Bengals were winning and we were going to, or by the way, if you're a Bengals fan, you're like, hold on, we we're gonna, we got to do a coin flip to have any home playoff. I, I understand that it's, there are some imperfections there, but there was no, no I, I've seen people talk about this for three days, I'm yet to see someone present, here's the one that is perfect for all parties. So I think they did as good of a job as they possibly could have. I'm going to add one suggestion to the league. They, it seems like they are trending towards whatever the neutral site is. Indianapolis, I've heard. Atlanta, I've heard. Mm -hmm. Those are domed stadiums. Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City are all outdoor teams, and they're all cold weather teams, but outdoor teams. I would suggest this game be played outdoors at a neutral site, and Sam Monson had the idea of Pro Football Focus that if it is two of these three teams and it, is a, it has to be at a neutral site, whichever team is not in the game, that's the stadium. Like that one. So if it's Kansas City, Buffalo, the game's in Cincinnati. If it's Cincinnati, I guess if it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, this wouldn't come into play. But if it's Cincinnati, Kansas City, the game's in Buffalo. And those, you know, and you disperse the tickets how it is. But that's the only, but even if it isn't, if it is in a dome, I think this fine. I think it's the best they could have done. Yeah, whenever you're in a situation like this where, where there's nothing to draw on and you've got to try to figure out what the best answer is, there's always going to be those people that are a little frustrated with, with how the outcome uh, is, is established. But I, but I agree, this is the best possible situation and best possible solution that they could come up with. I had, I had heard the idea of them playing outdoors, and I agree, three outdoor teams, it should be outdoors. I hadn't heard the idea of, of it being at the, the team who's not in the game stadium. I think that's... That's a great idea as well. And you go through this process, a lot of people have weighed in on it, and this is the best I think we can do considering. Okay. Uh, let's move on to this weekend's games. Buccaneers in Atlanta, Sunday, 1 o'clock on Fox. Byron Leftwich said the Bucks still a potent team. Yeah. Take a listen. I think it's been moments where we haven't really been that bad. I think uh, you guys over-exaggerate uh, because we look different. Uh, the numbers say we're not that far off. Uh, we're awful on third down and red zone. It's disappointing those two things for us as a team with who we have. But when you really listen to people talk about us, that's emotions talking. That's not really people that's watching us, watching us get better every week. Uh, for some reason, everybody want to throw dirt on the bucks. But we're not ready for people to throw dirt on us. Wilds, Byron Leftwich has told you to get out your feelings. Stop, stop talking with your emotions. Watch grind the all twenty-two. I've been grinding with Josh Moore and, and give some real bucks analysis. That's what Byron Leftwich said to you, Wilds. I just want you to Josh clear your schedule. It looks like we have to grind more twenty-two all twenty-two Tampa Bay. Coach, your reaction. Well, everybody accuses me of being an emotional analyst, and and it's always it's there's no thinking involved in it, and I've obviously overreacted. Yeah. But I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't think this is a function of, of throwing dirt on anything, and the numbers are getting better. Can we bring up the, the numbers? I, because sure. maybe he's seeing some numbers that, that, that I'm not seeing here. But when you look at it, the rush yards are 32nd. They have the second most drops in the NFL. They're 24th in points, 22nd in third down, 25th in right air. Not we're, we're not throwing – this isn't throwing dirt. This is, this is the hole that they've dug. And I've watched a bunch of their games because I watch a lot of Carolina games with Zach and then in the Cario, and it's like, it's not getting better. I'm looking for it to get better, and it hasn't been getting better. Yeah. 
But luckily for them, while everyone's throwing dirt on the team, Tom Brady's about to throw pixie dust on the field. Yo, hold on. Here's the deal. You say this is the worst take. Can I ask you a question, Wilds? Of course. I'm here. If someone said something to you that seemed far-fetched, and then they gave you seven contemporaneous examples of the exact thing happening, would you say, okay, maybe it's not quite as far-fetched as I thought? Like, just forget everything that happened in New England. I'm not going to bring up tuck rule. I'm not going to bring up D Ford offsides. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not going to bring it up. But I'm, I'm gonna not going to bring up any of those. Uh-huh. Let's just go since Tom Brady has been in Tampa. First playoff game ever, who do you have to play? The worst team to ever make the playoffs. That seems a little fortunate. Second playoff game ever with Tampa. In the last previous five years of NFL playoffs, there had been one four-turnover game until, of course, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints melted down in front of us. But, and they turned the ball over three times in 15 plays. The very next game, the Packers kicked that field goal because they believe they can get the stop, and they get the stop. And it's fourth down, and the Bucks are walking off the field. And then Tom Brady presses that little button he has on his side pocket, and all of a sudden the flag's on the field. And then in the Super Bowl, they play a team that has one, two, three, five injured offensive linemen. Then what oh. happened last year? I'm just curious what happened last year. Uh, last year, round two, they are down 27 to three. And then in 19 plays, the Los Angeles Rams had three fumbles, two punts, and a missed field goal. They also had four turnovers in that game. So for those counting, Tom Brady has played five playoff games with the Bucks. Okay, or six, mm-hmm. pardon me. Two of them, the opponents turned the ball over four times. That has happened one other time in the last six years of NFL playoffs. You're scarred. So, You're scarred. Uh, but why would it be different this year? Because they why? can't run the ball. That's the, that's what it all comes down to the fact that they can't run the ball. It's like if you were trying to sell your house. And you're like, ah, what about these new cabinets? <laughs> I'm like, well, here's the problem. You're next to a nuclear waste site. It doesn't matter. All the other stuff doesn't matter. Like, well, I just painted the, the living room. Like, that doesn't matter. It's a, a fundamental flaw in the equation. And, Coach, you tell me if I'm wrong because I might be. But I doubt it, to be honest with you, America. Uh, they're rushing. They're ru- they rush for 76 yards per game last in the NFL. I assume that their third down issues, where they're at, sh- at 37%, 27%, is the fact that they're in third and long a lot because they can't. Ru- they are having so many problems rushing the ball. True or false? Well, that that's that plays into it. That's part of it. And and then when you can't run the ball and you're just passing the ball and everybody's teeing off, that's a problem too. And Nick, this I don't think it's scarred. I think this is all just some way for you to frame it. So you can say Tom Brady's success is a fluke. No, it's Therefore, Patrick not. Mahomes, it's all no, comes back to your Kansas City fluke. roots. No, no, no. Patrick it's, Mahomes is better than Tom Brady. Therefore, Tom Brady has I mean, some listen, mystical powers that, that have nothing to do with how he plays. If the world was fair and just, the Super Bowls right now would be, we all know, 5-3. to Because they wouldn't have played the Rams and they wouldn't have had the offensive line with the Bucks. But that doesn't matter. It's 7-1. to one. It is not about Patrick Mahomes. Kind it of. is about the fact that... If something happens every single year, I should not be considered the oddball for saying, well, it will happen again this year. The Bucks getting here took the pixie dust wilds. So Mark maybe- Ingram could have just not stepped out of bounds. And the Rams could have simply picked up one first down. And the Panthers could have said, hey, Mike Evans... Maybe one time you beat us in single coverage for a touchdown. Maybe two times you beat us, but not three times, my man. It's already happening. It is, it, the, the, when, the, I'm not chicken little. The sky has actually already started to fall, and you guys are like, why are the clouds so close? That's not what's going on. So, just, I believe in Tom Brady, but you gotta, you have to. You gotta run the ball. You gotta run the ball. So many of those great Tom Brady Super Bowl moments were because of the running game. The 28 point comeback. Yeah, sets it up. The, the, okay. I think you made a great yeah. point. Thank you, Coach. I think you Cowboys killed, Commanders. I think you killed I, it this I like that more when Coach is over here. Coach's been a great <laughs> Sunday four on Fox, Cowboys Commanders. Dallas favored by seven. Some thoughts about resting, but the Cowboys are focused on getting the W. Here's Dak. We've got to win. That, the, the focus first, first and foremost is win. Uh, play well, yes, and build momentum. And if we win the division title, that's that's not necessarily up to us at this point. We've just got to go win and take care of our business. But, yeah, that would be great. I mean, you don't play the game checking up every quarter to see what that other score is. You've got to play and, as I always say, be where your feet are um, and being focused and just making sure that we're, as I've said, stacking good things and um, clean up things from last week and be better this week to make sure that we're hitting this, this thing full stride. Okay, what do you need to see from Dak? 
Okay, so I think what everyone's answer would be is uh, don't throw picks. That was mine. Yeah, you, got, you what, took mine. That's sorry. Short segment. So here's the thing. <laughs> got mine I, yeah, I'm done. I actually, I don't necessarily mind if he throws a pick. It's the type of picks he's been throwing. So I think that we've seen some of the, and Dak is obviously not in their category, but aside from Aaron Rodgers, almost all of the, and Patrick Mahomes prior to this year, Almost all of the best quarterbacks are also near the league leading interceptions. Peyton Manning always was. Obviously, Favre notoriously was. Guys that take a lot of shots and try to hit a lot of tight window throws, they're going to throw some picks. I can deal with that. I can deal with the downside of the occasional turnover because I'm getting the upside of the super explosive Mm -hmm. play and you're getting more explosive plays than turnovers. What I can't deal with is the picks inside your own 10 and inside the opponent's 10, which is what we have seen over the last few months, where he has thrown picks that have set the other team up for instant scores, or he has thrown picks that have taken points off the board. If you're around midfield and it's third and eight, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a punt anyway, let me try to fit this in there, and you make a mistake, so be it. But he has thrown some back-breaking interceptions that I don't think the Cowboys, forget this game, against Tampa Bay are going to be able to overcome. So you want to see him start to clean that up this week, Coach. And I understand what you're saying about the best quarterbacks being somewhere close to the lead in interceptions, but you're talking about a a guy who has historically thrown very few interceptions. That's been one of his greatest strengths, and and you're seeing a trend here. Three out of his last four games, he's got two, right? Yep. So then the other game, where he throws only one interception, He's sacked six times. So it's, it's that, that trend that really bothers you right now. It's not been over the course of the season. It's trending right now. So what I'd have to see from Dak is, is a much cleaner game across the board. And, and, look, interceptions are bad wherever they show up because they typically lose, lead, uh, lead to points. But it's, it's the, the volume that he's throwing, throwing them at right now that, that's the biggest issue. Coach, can, Dak is very – Kind of cool, calm, and collected post-game after these interceptions. He's like, you know, it happens. I move on to the next play, which I think is a benefit to sort of have a short memory. At the same time, it keeps happening and happening. Can he flip the switch and be like, you know what? The priority of this game is don't throw interceptions. Because Josh pulled up this graphic of what Stafford was doing at the end of last year. Weeks 15 to 18, turning the ball over. Then you get to the playoffs, you don't. Now, maybe that's just luck. Maybe it's scheme. Maybe it's him making a decision on prioritizing ball control, but is that something that Dak can flip a switch on? Well, I don't know if it's flipping a switch, but he has shown the ability to not throw interception. This is more of a trend. This is more of an aberration than it is what he typically is. My only qualification there would be you didn't have as much explosives and you didn't have the league-leading passer, league leaders in points the way they've been the past couple years mm-hmm. early in his career when he was great with ball security. So I, that's where I do think there's a bit of a devil's bargain of well, the, the interceptions are naturally going to tick up a bit because they are trying to become more explosive. They, they don't run the ball as much as some people would like, and so <laughs> they're, they're going to put the ball in jeopardy some. I think it is trying to find, thread that needle, which right now Dak's been airing on the wrong side. And don't side. press. He, he presses too much, and that, that's typically when it leads to picks, too. Coming up next, can Goff outplay Aaron Rodgers? I think so. Oh, I ruined the segment. What are you doing? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, have to sit this one out. I'm sorry. Twice in a row. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. 
See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Moving on to Lions Packers. 8-8 eight eight Lions take on the 8-8 eight eight Packers in Lambeau Sunday night. Packers favored by 4.5. Let's look at the old tail of the tape. Bing, bing, bing. Between the Prince of the North and the reigning MVP, I'll make it easy for you if you're super busy. Golf is better at everything. Hey, that's my graphic. Well, <laughs> I, I put it. <laughs> Good job, like, Wilds. Yeah. Repurpose it. Well, Josh said, I've got a graphic for that. I said, great. Yours looks better. Thank you. Uh, chances that golf outplays Rodgers this game, Nick? I think they're really good. They are good. I think that golf could outplay Rodgers and the Packers still could win. I do think that's in play because I listen, I am picking the Lions in this game. However, the Lions run defense does concern me. Sure. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. Yeah. And the Packers what do you coach, I am not anti-run. <laughs> I, I, like, I the not, second you bring I, that up is like, wait a second, no, who I, are you? The however, so I however, I don't know why everyone is playing I shouldn't say everyone, so many people are playing make believe about this Packers winning streak. It's nice. It's good. Totally it's kept agree. them alive. It is also not because of their quarterback play. We can show you the numbers on the winning streak. It's very simple what has happened. They have started turning the opponent over three times per game. They have scored two defensive or special teams touchdowns, and they're running the ball better than they were at the beginning of the year. Meanwhile, they're passing it actually worse than they were at the beginning of the year. Touchdown-interception ratio is worse. Yards per game is worse, and quarterback rating is worse. So I, I, we want to give Aaron Rodgers kind of the holistic credit of he's the leader of the team. He kept playing. They, they believe, so be it. That's fine. But golf has been better than him this year. Mm-hmm. And so I would not be surprised at all if Jared Goff uh, outplays him this weekend. I just wouldn't. When you look at the last time they played, Jared Goff didn't have a great game. He was no. 14 for 26. It's 137 yards. Now he had two touchdowns, 78 quarterback rating, and, and Green Bay's defense has played a lot better. And they played a lot better in the passing game. And the, the nine interceptions of three touchdowns is, is significant. And when I went back and watched Aaron's interceptions in that game. He had three in the red zone, and two of them, one was an unbelievable play. By the rookie? Un- un- yeah, like a really great awareness play. Yep. Another one was a batted ball. I'd say the third one was his fault where Detroit actually did a really good job of disguising coverages, and, and he got fooled. But they moved the ball pretty efficiently throughout the course of the game, and that could have easily gone the other way with the exception of two really unique plays by, by Detroit's defense. So. Right. Quick, Not as optimistic. Quick game plan question for you. If you're the Lions, you've got Aaron Rodgers. He might be able to beat you, even though his yards per game, 159 against the Vikings, 230 against the Dolphins, 229 Rams, 182 against the Bears. So he could beat you, but he's been on a slump. He's got a broken thumb. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but your rushing defense is no good. Can you just pack the box and be like, all right, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to beat us? Do you, you kind of like that idea? You kind of didn't like it earlier this week. Well, you're going to have to have more than one pitch because if Aaron Rodgers plays like he's capable of playing, then you better have a plan in place to, to deal with that so we don't get in the Carolina situation last week where he's you know throwing the ball deep and there's, there's three touchdowns. Well, but the, what I will say on that very quickly is that when Green Bay's passing offense has looked its best was when Christian Watson got going. Christian Watson two weeks ago got hurt. Mm-hmm. Now he played through it last week. He was targeted five times, had one catch, for 11 yards. He's been limited in practice this week. If he's not 100%, then I, which he won't be, then I do think they're going to do what you said, which is threaten Romeo Dobbs or Alan Lazard because Watson's the one real burner, and yep. he's, he's hampered right now, and see if they can really just stuff the run. I think All right. that's right. Let's turn our attention to Baltimore. This afternoon, Harbaugh officially ruled Lamar out for this weekend's game. We kind of knew that. He hasn't practiced or played since week 13. Lamar, not Harbaugh. He hasn't played in years. Years. <laughs> Earlier this week, Harbaugh sidestepped questions about his availability in the playoffs. Yesterday, Ravens OC Greg Roman expounded. Take a listen. He's a special guy. I think if somebody's got a chance to do it, he does. Um, you know, you can always sit here and, and say this, that, and the other. You don't really know until you get out there. But I would say I would bet on him. 
you know, I would definitely bet on him. Um, it's a not ideal situation, obviously, but um, it's it's one. It's a great opportunity uh, when he does come back for us to uh, get him back in the lineup and, and and get moving. This is so ominous. Mm-hmm. I want the. I spent a lot of time today going through Google News by day. Oh, that's. Funny. And this is what I got. <laughs> Lamar Jackson was injured in Week 13. Mm-hmm. On December 5th, he was called day to day, possibly week to week, and Harbaugh said. We won't rule him out for this week. That would be week 14. And said, quote, this is not season ending. That was December 5th. December 11th, they said he might miss week 15. December 17th, it was reported he's expected back soon and hopeful for week 16. December 22nd, he was ruled out for week 16. And then on Christmas Eve, uh, Jim Har- or John Harbaugh said when he was asked about it, players play when they're healthy. Hmm. On December 28th, John Harbaugh said, I'm just coaching the guys who are here, and it was reported in the Baltimore Sun-Times, the one- to three-week timeline was actually four to six weeks all along. Well, yeah, I would think so because it's now been four weeks. January 5th, yesterday, it was reported Lamar is out, and Ian Rappaport said on McAfee, quote, Baltimore is confident he's returning for the playoffs. Coach, it's on the board. Lamar Jackson's played his last game as a Raven. God, too much. Hey, what, wait, wait, why is it too much? Well, last game as a Raven. Well, if he doesn't play again this year, you're 100% confident that he's on the team next year? Because I'm not. I'm not 100% confident of that. He literally is a free agent. I don't even franchise tag him. But I think, some man, sometimes the contract negotiations stuff, it lingers, it sours, it causes problems. And I, I am not I, – I, I want to make this very clear, and I'm sorry for a hog in the ball. No, that's right. I, I know Lamar is hurt. I know he hurt his PCL. I, I'm not accusing him of anything. But I think how quickly you rush yourself back, how much you push through, is sometimes correlated with if I get hurt again or if I play terribly, is my money still locked up? Is, am I still good? And if it's not, you sometimes owe it to yourself to be very cautious, and it sounds like – He's being way more cautious than they thought he was going to be. And when this first happened, and I think you and I talked about it, Nick, I, I said that there's probably more to this than meets the eye because when you're in this situation and you've got so much at risk in terms of his financial future, you, you've got to make some tough decisions. You saw Baker's situation where he played through the injury and, and how that played out. You see other guys getting – Kyler Murray gets hurt, and you don't have that long-term contract, and now you're sitting there saying – do I go out and, and, and play not at 100% and do what's best for the team and you know, hopefully help the team out, and will I be rewarded for that? Or when we do the contract negotiations, will I be graded down for that because I didn't perform yeah. at the high level? It seems that wild I, to me. It, it, that if he plays and he doesn't play well because they're gonna he's injured. They're going to say it's another like, bad playoff game. Bad well, playoff game. But, but, but here's the thing. When you're negotiating, you're not nego- depending on what side of the table on, you're not negotiating the other, points, other person's high points. You're trying to get to the best deal right. for the club. He's trying to get Which, to the best the deal way, for the player. by the way, is why people have agents – so when the, your management is kind of trash-talking you in a way, which is what it is, you, you don't have to hear it. But Lamar doesn't have one. That's, that's a great point. And Lamar doesn't have one, which is why he can further sour the relationship. So you said I went too far. Can I just, just throw something out? Sure. Who says no this offseason? Lamar for Justin Fields, straight up. The, the Bears have $100-plus in cap space. Looking to spend it. They're also going to have a great draft pick they can probably trade or use on a defensive player. The Ravens have built an offense that necessitates a quarterback that can run and clearly don't want to pay their quarterback. You can win league MVP. They don't want to pay you. I think, I think that is going to be the type of discussion. I think that you're going to hear the Jets are calling the Ravens and saying, can we offer you multiple first-round picks for Lamar? I mean, that would be such a bad move for Baltimore. I, I think Justin Fields is fine, but like to trade, like the hero of your franchise, your MVP, and it, like the heart and soul of your entire franchise is. Your it, Coach, can I? I know I we mean, have. If, to if, you're, if you're not gonna, then you should pay him. If yeah, you, you really him. feel that he's Guess the heart what? and soul. Guess what? You're last in points. Why don't you, why don't you pay him? Gone. Hey, no, you're last it. in points. I understand that. Does it sound like the coach is souring on him a little bit though? 
Look, Dustin well, might agree. When, when, when you negotiate your own contract and you've got to hear negative things about you, that, that doesn't go away. But that's part of contract negotiations. Yeah. And you're so right. You need an agent to, to, yeah. to deflect that. We didn't get to this graphic. Lamar, I'm going to mail it to you. This is all you need to bring <laughs> Last in points. Okay. How are you guys? Good luck I, with that. I was trying to cut down time on this idiotic thing we're about to do. What? Purdy to Mahomes. It's going to be, it's going to be the shortest segment ever. <laughs> Who's comparing them? A dope. Next on first. A dope. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Talk about some great quarterbacks. Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. Here's Steve Young on what he sees in Brock. Take a listen. I told you I did my Star Wars. You talk about Yoda. You know my force. I talked about the force, right, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kid has the force. Patrick Mahomes reminded Mike when he first took the field, we were on Monday night in, in Denver in his rookie year. And he's playing, and that's when he did the left-handed throw. I don't know if you remember that one. Yep, was, yep. Rolling, and, and I was just taken aback. You're like, wait, why is his heartbeat at 42? <laughs> like his heartbeat should be at least 100, 110. And that's what uh, I saw in, in uh, Patrick that was shocking to me as a rookie. And I think the same kind of thing with Brock. Okay. I, th- I mean, the Yoda stuff I, I was lost on. <laughs> yeah. But then I got back to the left-handed pass. I got it. Okay. It, it, I'm going to do my best Coach Mangini impersonation. Here. It's Steve Young. <laughs> it's not just some Guys, random guy. let's pump the brakes okay. a bit. If there's anyone that we're going to compare to Patrick Mahomes – it's USC quarterback Caleb Williams. He's going to be a superstar coach. Mark it down right in I got it. I got However, it. aside from Caleb, there's nobody that's comparable to Mahomes. And I listen. I don't know about that. I'm picking these. This is my that that picture behind you, Wilds. Yeah. We're going to have that in about a month, and there's going to be the Lombardi Trophy between it because that's going to be the Super Bowl quarterback matchup. Okay. However, stop. We can't be comparing Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes. We can't. I like Steve Young a lot. Yeah. And shout out to KNBR who got him on. But I, 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 we can't be doing that, Coach. We can't. We just can't. I won't allow it. You won't allow it. Too much. Too fast. Yeah, look, I like the Star Wars reference. You brought in Yoda. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think we're at Luke Skywalker at this point. And, and look, he, he's done an unbelievable job. Better than anybody could have expected. The fact that he has, what, three or four games over 100 quarterback rating where the, your boy, the prince that was promised, didn't even have, he had one at the end of his first year. Well, this so is his first year, Coach. Oh, okay, sorry. Good. Mean, so so it's, it's been amazing, and, and he's done a ton of great things, but Nick is absolutely right. Thank you. This is so early in the process. We've got to wait and see what happens, and then we've got a few years until we can even put him in the Patrick well, Mahomes you know what category. I, you know, I say carpe diem. We have no other day but today. <laughs> and here's with the graphic uh, Purdy and Mahomes. Right. Oh, it go to, there it is. What, there I it is. First to, what do you want me to do? Here, here, here are the options. You can choose what you think is better for the show. Mm-hmm. Me and Josh and Dusty put up lies and just fictitious photoshops, uh-huh. or we put up the truth. Okay. We've decided the truth, but if you want the show to go another way, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine with you putting the up the truth. That's what the I'm, truth. Okay, what I'm saying is comparing these two players is a disservice to both of them. What? It is a disservice to Mahomes for obvious reasons, but it's a disservice to Purdy as well because it is now it, it is asking Purdy to keep up a standard that is an impossibility. It's such a, there's such unfair expectations when you, you throw that comparison Thank in you. this early. Yeah. Stop being unfair. That's what we want. That's what we want is for you to what? stop being so unfair to these athletes, Wilds. I'm totally that's, that's, what, what that, that's what It's a little hurtful, Wilds. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. Brock Purdy is just trying he's to just doing his, find he wants his to, way You know through. what Brock Purdy wants to be? What? The best Brock Purdy he can be. Yeah, he leave this. Leave the Patrick Mahomes. got lost in that segment. <laughs> Heading into week 18, Patrick Mahomes has 5,048 passing yards, most in the league. He needs 430 against the Raiders, eh, lofty expectation, to break Peyton's all-time single-season record, uh, which Peyton set in 2013. Is this something or nothing? Obviously, there's an extra game. 
I mean, listen, I don't think he's going to get 430 against the Raiders. I don't expect him to play much to the fourth quarter. I think they'll have it wrapped up. However, if he were to do it, not only would it be something, the extra game does not need to be a part of the conversation. And we have coach, guys, we have to be fair here. Okay. Can I show you what Wilds has called one of his favorite football plays of his life? Oh, sure. It was Tom Brady's 50th touchdown for the undefeated Patriots. Yes. And Randy Moss's record-breaking 23rd. Love it. Why is that the record? Jerry had 22, only played 15 games, strike short in season. Was that a 1% of the conversation? Of course not. Who's the single-season rushing record holder? Well, I've always told it was Eric Dickerson. But I guess it's OJ, because he did 2,014 games. And Dickerson didn't get to 2,000 until the 16th game. Justin Jefferson this season, we talked about him breaking the record. Mm -hmm. And he's like less than 200 away. This is more anti-Patrick Mahomes I mean. bias. It, just, it, it can't be that he might set the record. It's like, well, he might set the record, but yeah. there's an extra game. Guys, maybe in the very second it happens, people will acknowledge it, but it will just then be the record. And no one will be like there was an extra game because 17 will become the standard. The way 16 did after 14 games, the way 14 did after 12 did when Jim Brown was breaking records. You know I'm right. What, Coach? What's the problem? I did a Brock Purdy Yoda-type graphic that Nick had killed. Mm -hmm. Oh, I had killed. So it was beautiful. It was perfect. It shows you through 16 games, who led in yardage. And Patrick Holmes was on that list from two years ago. Mm -hmm. But he's not on that list. This was a top 10 list. He's not on that list this year. He's, He's like 12th or 13th through 16 games. Of what likes to like should be. No. But if we want to keep adding things and say, oh, you've got the record, you should take into account how many games someone accomplishes something in and when you're, when you're evaluating whether of or not course. they're there. Here is the thing. But the, so there are two types of records. There is the most passing yards per game in a season. And that then you that is absolutely like to like. And then there is single season records. And it is we cannot. What, what here's my only problem. Yeah, put a big old asterisk. Okay, next to it. but then we have gigantic my point is, asterisk. Then we have to says, put an asterisk. So then we have to put an asterisk on Peyton's because he got 16 games and guys used to only get 14. We, this is a thing that we do that protects the here and the now and totally disregards that this already happened once before to guys previously yeah. and so it's a it's a ridiculous standard and so would it be would I don't it think be it's ridiculous i think it just needs to be in perspective of, of how it was accomplished okay. whether it was accomplished legitimately or fraudulently if, if patrick Mahomes throws 430 yards this weekend and breaks this record and people yeah but it i might not come to work on you know, there's, there's someone sitting at home one of our older viewers being like I think I heard this argument 60 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except it now it's in football. It's like, oh, Roger Maris. So there you go. We updated that one for you. Could the Steelers sneak into the playoffs? We discuss next. First things first. <laughs> it's the same exact conversation. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why are you giving me that look? What's it what I do? You don't like the joke? Oh, I'm sorry. I had some sassafras in my <laughs> AFC playoff picture. Three scenarios. We're going to go through all of them. <laughs> Jets starting Joe Flacco. Uh, we support Zach Wilson. Sure you do. Uh, in Miami against Skylar Thompson. The Dolphins Sunday at 1. Here's the scenario. Dolphins win. The Patriots lose. The Dolphins are in. Coach, do you want to see the Dolphins sneak in the playoffs? No. Neither do I. Why? They lost five in a row. If they sneak in against the, the Jets with, with the situation that they're in, they, I don't think it's, it's compelling. And, and there's no guarantee we're going to get to a, even if they get in. No, but if they, if, I think we could get Teddy back potentially. I, here's why I am interested in the Dolphins in the playoffs if the Bills are the two seed. 
because a I like divisional re- like a th- I, I think the best chance an underdog has to pull off a big upset is if it's a third match because they they know each other. The Dolphins have played them sure. tough twice already, beaten them once, and the game in the cold I actually thought was their best game in this losing streak. I thought the Dolphins played well in that game, and I want to see what Mike McDaniel can cook up. Mike McDaniel was everybody's favorite new coach, and then now in his defense, they have lost two quarterbacks to injury, and each of them multiple times. Yeah. Tua's been out multiple times. Teddy's been out multiple times. But And I want to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and see what they can do. I want to see it. So what? What? You're not feeling I either? think that's like the angel on your shoulder. But what about like this guy? The devil oh, on my shoulder? You look over, you're like, hmm. Tyreek yeah, yeah. Hill, you missed the playoffs. Losing I, nine times and missing the playoffs and well, losing nine times like in the last three years. I with feel the like there's, there's two Super Bowls. some other agenda. I know. I just, uh, no, I, I mean, listen. Tyreek Hill's sincere. a great Kansas City Chief, and Jet Chip Wast helped win us the Super Bowl, and I have great appreciation for him. Um, he can always come back. Oh, uh, look at that. All right, moving on. Scenario number two Browns at Steelers. Sunday at 1, here's the scenario. The Steelers need to win, the Dolphins need to lose, and the Patriots need to lose. All of a sudden, the Steelers, out of nowhere, into the playoffs. Coach, how scary would the Steelers be if they get in? I'm not sure how scary they'd be, but they're more compelling than than the Dolphins. They've won 6 out of 7. The game that they lost, they lost a close one to Baltimore. To me, they're the antithesis of the Steelers from last year. Where, they, where they've ground their way back into the mix, back into the conversation. So I like that part of it. Okay, so I don't think they'd be dangerous in round one against Buffalo or against Kansas City. For the same reasons I said the Miami thing, if Cincinnati were to be the, end up the two seed, Pittsburgh's beaten them once and played them 37-30 the second time. This game was not quite as close as that score indicates. But here's what I want to ask you, Coach. This team is 7-2 and two with T.J. Watt. You have coached some unbelievable defensive players. I, don't, I barely believe in quarterback wins. I certainly don't believe in pass rusher wins. But the team, their record's 8-8, eight and eight, right? Yeah. So they are 1-6 when he doesn't play, 7-2 and two when he does play. When you have a defensive player of the year caliber guy, when he's out there, is it, if he's good enough, is it transformative, not just in what his production is, but what everyone else is? Is, is that what's happening there? Everyone else is getting better because there's so much attention paid to Watt and he still gets his? Yeah, there's definitely an element of that because you know that he's a guy that can ruin the game. So offensively, you've got to skew everything to him. Now the other guys that are playing along the line with him, they have better matchups, they have better opportunities. Blitzes hit differently. The coverage gets better because the ball's coming out quicker. So, so adding a player like that to, to the mix, it does make everybody else play better. And, and it's also the just knowing he's there and, and his, his attitude, his relentlessness, that, that also helps out. Even, and just lastly, quick, mm-hmm. even if they don't make it because the Dolphins win or the Patriots win, if Mike Tomlin keeps the never-been-under-500 streak alive this year, when they start, where they start, one and five, or one and one and five, or one and six, or two and six, it will be with a rookie quarterback who has like six touchdown passes on the season. It will be as impressive of a coaching job. He got the the Steelers were so dead last year that Big Ben did a farewell in the stadium. Remember that? <laughs> and then he had to come back and play another game that he didn't want to play. It was better than a bye, of course. However, the him Tomlin doing this with this quarterback play the last two years is a remarkable feat, whether they get in or not. All right, Patriots in Buffalo, final scenario. What's theirs? Mac Jones can win. He's in. And would be going to the playoffs back-to-back. Now, Hubs, has it told me to call for this full screen? Oh. You know what? Fool me once. What? Shame on you. <laughs> Fool me 17 times in the last three weeks. Shame. Shame. <laughs> can you show the playoff scenario for the Patriots? We, I, we beat Buffalo. We're in. Also, the other yeah. scenario, if the Dolphins, Steelers, and... Uh, <laughs> see, Hubs... I, 
It's still. How did you know it was coming? It's still because we haven't done it in a week and a half. Here's why. I'm supposed to. The full screen was every playoff scenario, and then Hobbs is so giddy in my ear. He's like, "Call for the playoff scenario. Don't forget to call for the." I'm like, "I'm gonna call for the playoff scenario." Oh, that's a shame. Good sniffing it out. You know what? Like the Patriots, always prepared. So what's the question here? With this? <laughs> the question was, uh-huh. that's why you wanted to do the whole question. I wanted to do the whole segment. Was oh, do you, would Mac Jones, who has <laughs> borne some uh, slings and arrows this year alongside Matt Patricia, he's been berated for his dirty play and histrionics, if you will, would he be vindicated going back-to-back? Playoffs in his first year. You know, when Justin Herbert made the playoffs, oh, my gosh. Justin Herbert. You had to buy his rookie cards. You could, you could retire on his rookie cards. Okay. And don't forget, when Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick of the draft, mm-hmm. we literally he had to bring in Trumpeter as a rookie because year. he was close. They were special. Mm-hmm. Now, if Mac Jones goes to the playoffs two times. I don't know. Was Mitch Trubisky vindicated? Can I, do we have that full twice? screen made? Well, let's, well I'm, I, what I know is through two years – they're the same guy. Touchdown interception ratio, very Get similar. out of here! What? Get, what? That's journalistically what? irresponsible. What? Oh, I have a significant oh, appearance. My bad. I didn't know where issue with that. Wow. Came. Josh? My bad. I apologize. Playoff win-loss record. Grinding the all to by yourself. So I'm just curious. <laughs> like, would you... <laughs> would you feel good? Was it smart for the Bears to just run it back with Trubisky? I think the best thing for the Patriots would be a disastrous Mac Jones performance that makes them rip the Band-Aid off and seriously look at the position. I think the worst thing would be if you guys go 9-8 and eight again and you sneak into the playoffs again so you can be chum in the water again and run it back next year. Yeah, I, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> look, he's played really well the last couple games. And, and if he goes and can play really well against Buffalo – I, I don't know if it's vindicated. We'd have to also see how he does in the playoffs. But there was a ton of transition, a little bit unconventional offensive. Uh, That's the uh, nicest thing I've ever heard anyone say. A little unconventional. unconventional offensive setup this year. But the, the fact that he'd go to back-to-back playoffs and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can decrease the amount of body la- negative body language. That's like called leadership, see, Coach. Like Wilds, you always coach. say, do what your opponent doesn't want you to do. Do the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets hope the Patriots go big fish shopping and quarterback free agency? Or do they hope and they get run who? it back and get Jones? Any of the guys who are there's available, two, all of them guys. are better than Tom me. Brady and Lamar Jackson. Neither Derek one of, Carr is better. Not taking Jimmy Derek G Carr. is better. We're not taking Jimmy G back. Okay. All right. We've got Mac Jones. Okay. He's thrown one interception in the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That's positive. Yeah, tell me about it. Mac Jones. Don't what about and, would you, and he's got a great hand. I would not take it? Mitch Trubisky. No. <laughs> God, you're getting all my jokes before I get them to I'm, you. I'm firing. Let's go. Uh, upset alert coming up next. First things first. Can't believe you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Hugs are so excited. We welcome you back on a very excited Friday. It's time for the only segment in all sports media that the Surgeon General recommends that you wear oven mitts while watching. <laughs> It's that hot. It is upset alert. Nick, last week you tried to come in the kitchen, let's say. The upset alert kitchen. And you got burnt, my friend. Went 0 for 2 and have therefore been banished from upset alert. What do you mean? Well, if you'd like to make another pick, you may. But you thought you were Mr. Hot Stuff, tried to come into my territory, and we jettisoned you out. Any apologies to the audience for wasting their valuable time? Uh, uh... Audience, America. Oh, wow. Oh, I, uh, there's one thing I'd like to say quickly. I, you know, I poke fun at Kevin Wilds. I mock him at times. I try to get him to put up that fun Mac Jones graphic when he's not expecting it. I might have slightly underestimated the degree of difficulty of Upset Alert. And for that, Kevin Wilds, I do apologize. You know you what? You know what? There's a reason they call you Punk Sonic Bell. <laughs> Is it because you're covered in fur and living a log? No, no. it's because you can predict the future. And so, you know what, Coach? In place of our beloved Chris Broussard and Wilds, I'll leave this to you, and we'll just do Nick's pick. Okay, Coach, you're really the opening act here, but you can still bring down the house. It's really uh, hard to follow after Nick's soliloquy, (laughs) but it was very moving, Nick, and thank you for that. 
Nick, I know you love Vegas, and I know you love gambling, and this weekend you should bet on black. Wow! Because it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs. I love it. Josh Jacobs, five yards of carry, lead leader. Uh-huh. Jared Stidham tore it up against the league's number one defense. Okay, Kansas City's at number 20. That's an issue. Devontae Adams, could he catch balls from Jared Stidham? He answered that question. Seven for 153 and two touchdowns. And then how'd they play last game? Last game, it comes down to the wire. Kansas City has to fight back, claw back. Down at their Crush, place, their season. at their place, their and barely wins mm-hmm. 30 to 29. Yeah, and that's not going to be the case this weekend as the Las Vegas Raiders ruin a lot. your weekend. You guys have got me in a blender. Today. I like this a lot. I got to tell you, I have so much notes and preparation about why. The Jaguars are not going to be upset by the Titans because I was so certain Coach was going with Rabel. I was, and I had a whole Prince bit. That's not even and, an upset. And Coach we even, can't even, count that even as an upset. during the break was asking me about like what the deck of cards, like royalty, and I'm like, oh, he's going to do a Prince that was promised thing. And now you're picking the Raiders, the Raiders to beat the it. Chiefs in a game the Chiefs have to have. Uh, you know what? I will say this. Okay. I have been steadfast all year in my belief, my fervent belief, that the Chiefs are the best team in football. And I think they have proven it via record, via eye test, via the beatdown they put on the second best team in football, San Francisco, all of it. If they lose to the Raiders... Mm-hmm. In a game that clinches the number one seed, even though the number one seed this year, obviously, for reasons we discussed earlier, is a little different, my faith will be shaken. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I know they're not going to lose okay. to the Raiders. Because my faith hasn't been shaken in this team in five years. They're not going to lose to the Raiders with the one seed. I feel like his faith was shaken last year at different points. No, n- no. Early no. in the season, uh, you're Mr. Little... Wilds, no, your guys' faith was shaken. <laughs> Wilds, what did I always know it was coming? Mr. Consistency. Well, that's what they call me. But what I knew was coming was the pass heard around the world <laughs> against the Packers. Oh, that, yes. that NFL history has changed since that. Yes. So they're not going to lose to the Raiders. I appreciate the the Hutzpah coach, yep. but that's not happening. All right, can I ask? I, Sticking with this Raiders game, sure. it feels like right. Josh McDaniels made the call, or somebody made the call in the Raiders organization to move on from Derek Carr. Uh, Jarrett the Javelin Stidham and Josh were in New England. Obviously, he played great against the 49ers. Unbelievable. Has kind of nothing to lose. Great. Might as well get nothing. out there and try to exploit the offense. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be like not a tryout necessarily? But, like, hey, let's really try to put some good film out there last game against Patrick Mahomes. So, well, could not, he, I think, can, can I yeah, make the question? Do you think it's in play he's their starter next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's in play. It's in play. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it won't depend on this game, but this gave Josh an opportunity. And look, you've been advocating for, for Jordan, Jordan Love, Love and them to be able to look at him for a long time. And this is one of those situations where I think Josh made the decision. That Derek wasn't going to be the answer, so he wanted to take a look at Jared. So now Jared has a great chance to, to build on what he did last game. And there's going to be nothing more satisfying for the Raiders than to be able to ruin Kansas City's no, opportunity. And, and sometimes we can discount that fact, but that's, you know, that, especially if the game is close as, as, as it goes on and closer than. You know, the Chiefs start to games a little close. Chiefs start to tighten up. Raiders starting to loosen up. They've got nothing to lose. May take chances. Maybe you're going to see fake punts. Maybe, you know, you can see well, anything. This, no, that is you can the, see anything uh, in this game when you've got nothing to lose. That part's definitely true. The, the Barnwell always calls it the a David strategy, meaning David versus Goliath. And I actually don't think these teams are like that type of mismatch. The Raiders have a lot of talent, but when the team is tries to add variance to the game. Surprise onside kick. You know what I mean? Yep. Trick plays, those types of things. All of them. Now, all of it. Now would be the time to do it. Uh, so I understand that. Uh, Chiefs 34, Raiders 20. Okay. So I'm not that A little bit of wow. thing. All right, 20. now it is time. First of all, great job. That was a Thank great you. opening Appreciate act. It. But here's the real show. It's time for the Puxatani Phil to make his upset alert. As you mentioned before, do they call me the Puxatani Phil because I'm covered with fur and living a log? No. Nope. 
Just a coincidence. <laughs> Today's pick. And I've kept things close. I've said it's an upset alert. The Texans will play the Chiefs close. Nobody liked it. I got a lot of negative mail on it. Yeah. So you know what? I'll go right for the outright win. Lions win in Lambeau. I believe there's something we made a pack. Packer, yeah, Packers packing. They got to pack their stuff up and take it home. It's a pun, and we usually have a no pun policy on the show. But it's actually a homonym, so we felt like it was okay. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, Prince of the North. Golf this season. Started off a little slow. November to January. Remember, this is the graphic that I thought we were going to have to fire Joshua about because of the 17 touchdowns, one interception ratio. Turns out it was accurate. Also turns out accurate. We already put the paperwork in. I am sorry, Josh. I'm going to try my best to get you another job. Uh, the other story. Rodgers, earlier this year against the Lions. Now, granted, Jared Goff didn't play great this game, but Aaron Rodgers didn't either. And I still heat. Maybe it's the thumb. Maybe it's father time. Maybe it's the Lions defense that's going to cook them up a little. Prior to what? that game. No, I'm well, just. What's the old uh, Lions? I understand. But 52 touchdowns to eight picks against one team in your career is pretty astounding. Well, yeah. It, but those are the old Lions. That's the new Lions. That's a pretty astounding <laughs> but number. Now, this is the new no, Lions. No, I'm not. I, I'm with you on your pick. I just, that was that number jumped out of me. Okay, I apologize. Okay. As you were. Fire Josh if you need to. Uh, <laughs> then the final one is the Lions' pass rush has been fantastic. 22 sacks over the last seven weeks. Only the Philadelphia Eagles have more. So for those reasons, and one extra little caveat. I'm really rooting for Jared Goff. Why? Well, look, he went to the Super Bowl. You got beat by America's team, the New England Patriots. Eh, happens. What are you going to do? Then you get jettisoned off to Detroit. You see Matthew Stafford come in and win a Super Bowl. And you're kind of just left to the recycling bin. Well, all of a sudden, you've taken the Lions on the cusp of the playoffs. Now, granted, they might be eliminated before this game even happens. But... I'm really rooting for him. I think it's a nice little story, better than Aaron Rodgers' manifestation story. So it's an yeah. emotional reason as well. Can I add another reason sure. the Lions should win? I'm also picking them. And I know you don't like when I get into the metaphysical. No, I don't mind it. But the sports gods should be on the Lions' side here. The Lions deserve it. Dan Campbell deserves it. The, the fan base deserves it. And the Packers do not. And Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers does not deserve to get to go on and I told you so tour for having the worst year of his career and going 9 and 8. He does, the, the end of Aaron Rodgers' worst statistical season of, of his career where they went 9 and 8, he should not get to be like, "Ha! I'm the it, it shouldn't happen." And you know who also doesn't deserve the Packers in the playoffs? Brew, who's not here to defend Yikes. himself, but that's fine. I'll <laughs> say it anyway. Brew's flip-flopping there in my Super Bowl team. They're out, and now he's back in on them. No, 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 he's no, He's giving no. the motivation. But, oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't, Brew, I love you, and I miss you, but you don't deserve this one either. I'm with you, Wilds okay. on the Lions. Nick, I, I love your analytics. It's the football gods and pixie dust. Yeah, yeah. you know what? It's and a mixture of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Some great. science, yeah. some Speaking nature, up. some time God. for Nick's picks. Time for Let's Nick's go. picks. No. Guys. We've locked in a winning season. Let's go. Did Last really? week we went one and one. We usually do three picks, but obviously the Bengals-Bills game didn't count. So winning season for the regular season, absolutely impossible for it not to happen. But you know what's better than 23-19-2? 26-19-2. Well above 60% on the year. How are we going to get there? Here's how we're going to get there. Week 18, always tricky. you got to look at times of games. you got to look at motivation. <laughs> we're starting with Minnesota, minus 7.5. Why does the time matter? Well, Minnesota technically so alive for the two seed. Oh, but Nick, San Francisco's not going to lose to the Cardinals. That game kicks off at 4.30. Vikings game kicks off at 1. So they will have to play assuming that the Niners could lose. Additionally, did you see who the Bears are starting a quarterback? A fellow you might remember. He starred in films such as the single worst start in NFL history. His name is Nathan <laughs> Peterman. And the Chicago Bears could potentially get the number one pick of the draft. And Justin Jefferson is 193 yards away from the all-time record. All considered mm. the record. Wilds won't because it's 17 game. Lions minus 7.5. Rams plus 6. They moved on on me. Uh, the Rams don't have a pick. So they have no reason to tank. Baker Mayfield's playing for a job. Sean McVay just called the season a professional failure. And there's a little whispers he might leave the Rams to go to television after this year. If that were to happen, he wants to leave on a high note. I'm not necessarily picking a Rams outright win, even though I would like to. But six points is too many. And finally, Miami, minus three. I know what you're saying. Nick, do you know who Miami has playing quarterback? I do. 
Do you know who the Jets have playing quarterback? America, Get breathe it in. At it. <laughs> this is our last time of our lives that we have a chance to bet against Joe Flacco. Don't let this moment pass you by. One and eight over the last three years, an average loss of 10 points. Miami's got to have the game. Minnesota minus seven and a half. Rams plus six. Miami minus three. Knicks picks. Going to finish a winning season. Great job. Per- perfect. That was That's going to go three and oh. Three, three and oh. Uh, news on Jalen Hurts practicing. We discuss next. Welcome back to the show. Time for Afternoon Headlines. Brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Here's Jalen Hurts in some recent footage. Coach, I am not a doctor, but I'm willing to make some diagnoses. <laughs> okay. I think he looks good. Uh, some good news coming out of Philadelphia. Nick Sirianni is optimistic. Take a listen. you have a decision on Jalen if he's starting today? Uh, it's, it's trending in the right direction. Uh, you know, again, like, I'm gonna, we're going to see how today goes. Um, but he's trending in the right direction, and we feel good about it. And uh, But we're, uh, we we got to see how today goes. That's why I meet with you guys beforehand, so I don't have to tell you that answer. Well, Coach, good idea. You don't like that? <laughs> What's wrong? No, I, yeah, look, he's trending in the right direction. I, I think he should be trending to not playing, personally. But So you wouldn't play him? I, I just think at this, again, not knowing the intricacies of his injury, for to take a risk of him aggravating it in this situation and potentially not having him for the playoffs, I don't know if it's if that's worth it. I guess I would, I would feel like if the, that, if the risk, of course, if he is too unhealthy to play, you don't play him. But I, I think it would it would appear to me, based on the footage, based on the fact they thought he might play last week, that let's say I this thought they were not telling the truth. If, let me let me ask you this: if this were a win in your end scenario. If this were the Sunday night football game, Eagles win, they're in the playoffs, they lose, they're out of the playoffs. Then he absolutely plays. Then he's absolutely playing. Correct. I feel like their, their goals, though, have superseded that. Their goals are win the Super Bowl. You have the best record in the NFL. He was a leading MVP candidate. If you want to stay on that track, you have to break this streak of awful play with backup quarterbacks. And now, by the way, Gardner wasn't terrible two weeks ago, but the team's defense wasn't good two weeks ago. Then nothing was very good last week. And Jalen hasn't played well in, in three weeks since before the, the week before the injury. I think there's got to be a way you can get him out there in some capacity, even if there's no quarterback runs, even if it's just you know, as cautious and conservative a game plan as possible so he can get his feet back under him before he has another week off because I do believe they're going to get the bye. I think even with Minshew playing, they're going to they're going to be able to beat the Giants' backups. It's just such a long period of time that he would be out before he plays his second career playoff game. I, I just don't know if he's wired in that way where you can say, okay, we're going to go out and you're only going to do the following things. And then when the play breaks down or there's pressure or something happens and he has to run with the ball – and, and potentially have contact, you can't control that aspect of it. And the things that you outlined, you said the defense hasn't been playing very well. You, you're, you're talking about things that aren't related to, to him at all. And, and you're, you're right. Their goal is to win the Super Bowl. And if you feel like you can win this game without having to put him at risk, why not take the extra week or extra couple weeks to make sure that, that he's in the best possible physical position to use all of his tools when you're in the playoffs? Well, Nick is worried about rust for Jalen. If they even if they win the game, you think it's a bad scenario. Yes, Coach. Do you think there's a chance the Giants backups win this game? They're Philadelphia is favored by 14 points. We saw the Titans rest guys, and it was a little bit, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys were ever in real danger, but it felt like the backups came out and played a little bit with their hair on fire. Do you think the Giants could actually win this game, a game that they don't need? I think the Giants are in a totally different situation because most of their backups have started at some point during That's the course point. of the season because of how many injuries they've had. And, and they're playing with, with a lot of – I mean, there's, there's a much smaller proportion of the team that maybe you'd pull out of this game if you're the Giants well, than what maybe listen, you traditionally see. I, I, think, I also think people sometimes don't do the math on what backups actually mean. You have a 53-man roster. You have eight, seven guys inactive on game day. So, okay, your seven best players, they're mm-hmm. inactive. That leaves your 46 guys. 
There's 11 on offense, 11 on defense. You're, it's not the NBA where if you're like the final game of the regular season, you're playing guys who never play for you. You know what I mean? Guys that are G League guys. You are going to have some starting offensive linemen in the game. You're going to have uh, all of yeah, your – you have to. You're, you have to. You're going to have a lot of guys who play re- regular snaps in the game. So that is – I'm not focused on that part of it. I am focused really exclusively on the Eagles having the best chance of going into the playoffs feeling good about it. But the idea that with guard, they just lost to the Saints. Do I think the Saints are dramatically worse than the second string Giants? Yeah. No, I don't. Okay. Like the, and so, and, and I understand that the Giants don't have anything to play for from a seeding perspective. I don't know Brian Dable. He does. I bet he's going to be, for the guys who are playing, telling them this is our divisional rival and we can ruin things for him. We can knock them down. So I, I, I think the Giants are going to play hard. That's another reason I'd want my best players out there. Yeah, they're, they're going to play hard, but you're also going to have perspective going to the game at, and make good decisions. I, I was about to take the Giants. Now you almost just took me off. <laughs> I pull out my 401k, bet on the Giants, but only good decisions. Uh, Monday morning headlines next. First things first. Uh, Mail time, Magic Riz. Jaws' defense is really what I wanted to highlight here. I thought it was unconventional, a little bit of a maverick move here. Wild. But I thought it was wise. Great job, Jaws. Grizzlies win. I sent you the gift today. He told you to stay over there. It wasn't to me. That was switched up. How was it not to you? It was to lots of thousands of people that decided. First things first, clown Kevin Wilds, stay over there. That's what he said. True. Bronze medal, Jaws' teammate, Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr., 31 and 10 on 12 of 14 shooting. Like the efficiency, Jaron, Triple J, and of course, great defense. Silver medal, Jason Tatum. Now, this is a shocking stat. Jason Tatum, 29, 14, and 10. Do you know the answer to this, Wilds? This was Jason Tatum's what career triple double? Seventh? Second. Wow. Oh. That, that's why I said shocking. Shocking Tatum went into the game with one triple double. Sorry to put you on the spot like that. Gold medal. He needs more triple doubles. It's just surprising. Didn't he have 10 turnovers in one of those finals games? Oh, my goodness. Oh, look who's back. And Brew's not here to hate on him. The finish finisher, Laurie Markkinen. 49. 49 and 8 in a win over the future employers of Victor Wimbenyama, the Houston Rockets. There's Oh. From last night in the NBA. I, I love your medals. Oh. And uh, I'm friends with some people from the Jazz, and they've talked to me a little bit about maybe working with them to help campaign for Lori. And yeah. this is something that I'd come up with that oh. I thought you might like. Oh, a nickname that I thought of. Oh, and up with that? Yeah. The finisher. I the bet finisher. I've been promoting this for yeah. months and months on they the show. On and they yeah. finally have agreed. Yeah. Coach to push did that. Forward. Wow. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He should be in the All Star game. Uh, Monday morning headlines. This is when we have, Coach, a pretend newspaper, and it's the one time I give a, uh, a free pass on puns in the show. Oh, so okay. take it away. My headline is going to be Viva Lost Vegas. But wow. Viva what happens in Vegas, lost Vegas hopefully stays in Vegas for you and your Kansas City Chiefs. This is rude. I like that. It's rude it's and perfect, though. It wasn't rude. It was a good prediction. I, we were supposed to talk about the Jags today because Coach was supposed to pick the Titans <laughs> to beat them. Instead, Just we don't like get to that. talk about the Prince. So future things first, we'll let the trumpets roar. <laughs> there it is. And I... That is not... The bugle boy. That is, is not... I love the bugle boy. What the newspaper boys. was supposed to say. <laughs> Supposed to say, let the trumpets roar. Don't insult them, (laughs) calling them bugle boys. They're going to be back. And by the way, they're back Monday. I'm bringing them, we're bringing them back Monday when when he wins the division. Mine, I'm doubling down on my upset alert. He went to golf. Jared Goff beats. He went to what? I don't get it. He went to golf. It's something that people say. No. He went to golf. Jared Goff, who's been playing well, 17 touchdowns, <laughs> one interception, defeats Aaron Rodgers. He went to golf. What does that mean? He went to golf. I don't get it. I don't. Nobody gets it. You never heard that? It's like no. a jewelry commercial. <laughs> oh, you went oh. to Jared 